0: How to Be Mediocre by J.D. DePalma. Primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin, with assistance by Danielle Masquod. Published by Red Penguin Books. Chapter 19. You better have show etiquette. When I was 15, Dad took me to my first open mic at a coffee shop in town. I had what I was going to wear all picked out, my set was ready, and my friends and some girls were coming. I had everything ready. Or, so I thought. What I failed to realize is that every live performance, from coffee houses to Woodstock itself, has show etiquette. I, being bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, got to the place early and put myself third or fourth. It's not so bad. Other people needed to go first so they could play and go to work or go to another open mic that night. What I failed to do was to show any form of respect to the people going on before me. What I did was this. While everyone had their guitars and other instruments and cases lined up on the wall and labeled, I kept mine out and was playing in the corner while the other performers were on stage. I then started making out with a girl in front of the performer, not to mention shouting Freebird at each performer. Just to let you all know, the Freebird guy at the show is the most hated guy at the show. I then went up, did my thing, and came off. Dad snatched my guitar out of my hand, threw it in the case, and said, get in the car, through his gritted teeth. I thought it was because I messed up a chord change. I was thinking in my head, oh no, Daddy, I promise I'll get it right next time. But, oh no, this was way worse than missing that E minor 7 change. In the car on the way home, totally leaving my friends behind, I was berated on what I had done wrong and how my behavior was deplorable And embarrassing. You're not coming back to any one of these until I tell you you're ready. I've never been so disappointed in you. So, well, all of you get to be spared Dad's wrath. Here are some of the basic rules of show etiquette. On and off stage, audience member, or performer. Performing etiquette has its own set of rules. It's like having two sets of crowds. When you're the performer, headliner, or opener, you're on display. Your behavior and the way you present yourself at shows are indications of what it's like to work with you. If you're not listening to the rules, nobody's going to want to work with you. Starting with rule number one, treat the roadies and staff with respect. Everyone is busy and stressed out trying to make your show a success. You're basically their boss. If you don't treat your workers with respect, they won't listen or will outright sabotage you. Thank them. Ask how they're doing and if they need any help. Get them some water or beer if they need it. Oh, and to any singers and bands or solo artists, just because you don't play an instrument doesn't mean you get to sit out at Loden. Without your band, you're singing karaoke. Do you know when your band is considering their solo careers the most? When you don't help. Get to work. Rule number two. Unless you're a stand-up comic or as interesting as the boss, keep your stories on stage short and sweet. Think of it like this. Your joke or story better have, at max, six lines total, three or four of which to set it up. Give it a punchline. Say, this song is about the last girl who broke my heart. Sing along if you know it. Then play. Nothing is worse than the singer who doesn't know how to get out of a story he's telling. You sing for a reason. You suck at talking. Rule number three. To follow suit with rule two, if you're not a politically charged act, like Rage Against the Machine, Bill Maher, Lewis Black, or Stray From the Path, and you go political, expect to have people boo you or be disinterested in you. Politically charged acts can be badass, don't get me wrong, but if your notoriety is based around a song you have about a girl dogs, or a pickup truck, and start talking about something else, you're digressing away from what your crowd is there for. Your job is to play what they want, or what they're willing to hear. They have jobs too, and if they can be possibly fired from that job by expressing political agendas at work, you should be held to the same standard. Yes, court gestures and minstrels did it back in the dark ages, but it's no longer dark, and you're being paid quite handsomely. Play the one about the girl. Rule number four. If you're done performing, get behind the merchandise table and mingle with the crowd. Or go into the crowd and be an extra body to support the next band. It's cool to see the person you just saw on stage acting like a normal person, mainly because you are normal. Get rid of that barrier of you being better or disengaging and say thank you to the people who bought a ticket to see you perform. Or... Get in the crowd and be there for the next act because they were either there for you or they were warming up the crowd doing merchandising too. And if they were being dicks, show them how it's done. Be the example you want to set at these shows. And lastly, no touching the instruments of the other bands. They're set to how they like it. Nobody cares what you want except your people. I was doing a talent show a couple months after I was allowed to play live again, and as I was in the cafeteria tuning up away from other people, all of a sudden, I see a buddy of mine pick up the next act's guitar and start detuning it from standard tuning to a whole step down. Forget the fact that he has his own that I had already tuned up for him, but he picked up something that doesn't belong to him and changed it mere. Three minutes before someone else had to go on stage. He detuned it, played maybe a minute, put it down, and walked away. The guy came out to get his guitar, and as he played it, he was so distraught about it, having no time to fix it before going on stage. I came out, explained what happened, loaned him mine, then fixed his so he could use it in his next song. I even brought it out to him on stage. It is so mind-numbingly dumb to think you can touch or change anything you want on someone else's instrument. I told my buddy that if it happened again, I was letting him get the ass-kicking he deserved. As should anyone who does that. Now, audience members, you're not excused from this conversation. You do some dumb shit, too. So let's go over some basic survival tips and do-goodery you-can-do-it shows. Rule number one. While there's a performance going on, keep your mouth shut unless it's short, sweet, or funny. Nobody cares about your commentary unless it's on a DVD bonus feature or podcast. Unless it's an emergency, save it for the car. You don't see people talking in a movie theater, and if you do, what do you do? You shush them. Except you don't shush at a show. You politely ask someone, excuse me, can you shut the fuck up? Your lack of basic decency seems to be interrupting my enjoyment of the performance. If you cannot shut the fuck up, please leave. Thank you. And have a nice day. Actually, that kind of negates my whole point. You know, just say, shut the fuck up. Rule number two, have a sense of decency in the mosh pit. We could do a whole chapter on etiquette in the pit, but stick to these things most importantly. Don't drag in people who don't want to be dragged in. If they fall down, pick them up and no elbows. Back in high school, we had a guy who ignored all these rules. Since he had to be taught a lesson, we let him go in the middle, and then we all bum-rushed him. We didn't kill him. We just wanted to have him maimed or gravely injured. Bless you, Dobby, you're a free elf. Rule number three. If you have to smoke, just go outside. I don't know why you would do it anyway. This has been stamped onto everyone's head since grade school, so why should it suddenly become okay at shows? Not Everyone wants to breathe in what you're smoking, weed or otherwise. Go outside. By the way, if you leave and can't go two hours without smoking, you have bigger problems at hand than showing etiquette, my friend. Often enough, if you leave, you can't be let back into the venue anyway unless they have a designated patio or door that goes outside. So put the butts away. Unless you're at a rap concert. (laughs) Get it? Rule number four. Don't hold up the merchandise line. We all know the girl behind it is hot. It's probably a bandmate's girlfriend or sister. Just buy your shit and go. No, they don't have changing rooms. If you don't know your own shirt or pants size, you're far more useless than you know. And lastly, put the phones away. I don't know how else to say it. Forget about the performer being distracted. It's annoying when you stick your phone up and block the views of people who can't see. Or when they stick it in the air and hit tall people straight in the chin. And to those people who like to record a snippet of a song and post it on social media. That's cute for maybe one song. But stop clogging our feeds with your shitty camera angle and bad singing. It's like a big fuck you to everyone who watches. If I wanted to see the concert, I'd have bought tickets myself. There's a reason performers are starting to lock up phones at live venues you're not responsible enough with it. Now, obviously these are satires and musings of how people should be at shows, but in all honesty, just don't be a dick. It's that simple. If you can't be pleasant, just stay at home. This has been How to Be Mediocre by J.D. De Palma, primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin with assistance by Danielle Masquod. Published by Red Penguin Books.